sovereign owner of yawmiddin of the day of judgment you see malik malik is the one who has ownership and rule over something many times it happens that people own something but they don't have any control over it you know like maybe you'll find an uncle saying you know i got this phone can you help me can you help me use the camera does it happen sometimes maybe your dad or your uncle Somebody will ask you, I can't figure out what's wrong with my phone. Can you help me? They own the phone, but they don't know how to use it. Sometimes what happens? That people can use different things. They know, but they don't own them. For example, you could go to the Mac store, and you could tell me everything about every product over there. You could, some people could. But it's possible that you can't buy any one of those. Malik is who? The one who owns and the one who rules. Maliki yawmiddin. Allah is the Malik of the day of ad-deen. Now the word Malik is from the root letters. Meem, lam, kaf. MashaAllah, I see some of you already writing them. Very good. Allah is the Malik of yawmiddin. Day of judgment. What does ad-deen mean? Ad-deen is from the root letters dal. Help me out here. Ya noon, mashallah. Dal, ya noon. You see, dain, dain means a loan. So when you take a loan from someone, when you borrow something from somebody, are you supposed to give it back? Are you supposed to give it back? Of course you are. You don't say, can I borrow it and keep it forever? No. Borrowing means you got to give it back. Okay? And when you give it back, how do you give it? How do you give it? Exactly as you took it. So for example, if you borrow your friend's car, you don't go hit the car somewhere and say, oh, here, your car is back. Sorry, the windshield is broken, but uh, it's okay, right? We're cool. No. A loan is that if you take it, you got to give it back. How? Exactly as you took it. Okay? Now, ad-deen, the day of judgment is what? The day when we will get the result of what? Of our deeds. How much? What result? Exactly what we deserve. Exactly what we deserve. Not less, not more. Allah is Malik of Yawmiddin, the owner of the Day of Judgment. As we learn in the Qur'an that Allah will say on the Day of Judgment, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ To whom does authority belong to this day? Where are the kings of the world? Where are the presidents or the people of power who lived in the world? Where did they go? Where will they be on the Day of Judgment? Will they have any power? No. Maliki Yawmiddin. And what this means is, there is a day of judgment. So, are we going back to him? Are we going to face that day? Yes. In this life, we are in a journey. Can you freeze your age? Can you be like, you know, I'm 13 now, so I want to stay 13 forever? Can you do that? 
No. What's gonna happen? Right now you're very happy. I'm 13. I'm a teenager now. Alright? And then what happens next year? 14. And then what happens? 15. You keep aging with time. And up to a certain time you'll be very proud about it. You'll boast to other people, you know. People ask you, how old are you? I'm, like my daughter, she would say, I'm four and a half. Half. She would emphasize. Because I'm not just four, I'm four and a half. Don't forget that. So don't treat me like a four-year-old. Alright? So the thing is that to a certain degree, we're very happy about this. But then what happens? If you ask an older person, like for example, if you were to ask your mom, how old are you now? She said, don't ask me. Somebody asks you, how old is your dad? Don't tell him. And if you do, why did you do that? You're like, what's the big deal? The thing is, we are constantly moving forward in life. As Allah says in the Quran, يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانِ إِنَّكَ كَادِحٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ كَادِحًا فَمُلَاقِيهِ That, O oh human being, you are journeying, toiling towards your Lord. You are going towards Him, and you're going to meet Him. You can't stay in this world forever. You can't stay in this life forever. What is this life? It's a test. Right? And then at the end is what? The result. Just as, if you're in grade 8, grade 8 is not for chilling. Is it? Is grade 9 for chilling? Is grade 11 for chilling? You could pretend like it's for chilling. So you're like that cool person who goes to school without a backpack. Right? Or with an empty backpack. You could do that. But then when exams, when you have to write your tests, and then when the counselor calls you, what do you plan on doing? Do you plan on graduating? Do you plan on going to school? The thing is, we are going through this life, and at the end, there is a result that we cannot avoid. And that result is for when? For how long? Eternity. Forever. Maliki Yawmiddin. And the day of judgment is such that each and every one of us will come there how? Empty handed. We won't have anything with us. Anything. We'll be completely empty handed on the day of judgment. As the Prophet ﷺ said, even bare feet. And we learn that even a father will run away from his son. A mother will run away from her daughter. People will run away from each other. Don't ask me. I can't help you. I don't know you. Get away from me. Leave me alone. That is what's going to happen on the Day of Judgment. The only thing that can help us then is what? What is it? It's our actions. Because the world is finished, right? On the Day of Judgment, what's going to happen to the world? Finished. Completely. Your house won't be there anymore. Nothing. There will be no fire trucks. Nothing. Nobody that can come and rescue you. Nothing. What you have is just your deeds. So then what does it mean? We better prepare that. We better prepare what will help us on the Day of Judgment. So this is why, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Since Allah alone is the Creator, the only one worthy of praise, 
The only owner, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ It is you alone that we worship. No one except you. وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ And it is your help that we seek. Because we cannot worship Allah without His help. Really. We cannot do anything without Allah's help. Now, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ نَعْبُدُ is from عِبَادَةَ عَيْن بَادَال عِبَادَةَ And do you know what ibadah means? Worship, okay. Anything else? Okay. You see, ibadah or ubudiyah is absolute devotion and absolute love. Like the ultimate degree of devotion and the ultimate degree of love. Kamalul hub wa kamalul dhul. This is why when we Worship Allah. Where do we put our forehead? On the ground. Recently I was at a multi-faith prayer room. And there were people from other religions who were also performing their worship. One lady, she came and she was just sitting uh, in front of a something. And she was, you know, just with her eyes closed, she was in deep reflection. And as I walked in, I saw some Muslims who were also praying there. And when they were praying, they were in sujood. They had their foreheads on the ground. I mean, yes, this person is sitting with their eyes closed and they are thinking about whatever. They're trying to worship God. But where do you really see devotion and humility? Where do you see it? When a person puts their most honorable part of their body, where? On the ground. Ibadah, iyyaka na'budu. Ibadah, kamalu dhul wa kamalu hub. We do it with love also. So, iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. You alone we ask for help. Now, nasta'in, isti'ana. This is from the root letters. Can you think? Take a guess. I'll help you. Yes? Good try. Yes? Yes, you see noon, you see seen. Da, Ain, and another noon. Too many letters here, right? Lots of letters here. So the thing is that some words are a little tricky. Little tricky. But inshallah with a few more lessons, you'll get very good at this. The thing is, sometimes in a word, there are the root letters, but then there's also some extra letters. Like for example, if you have run, and then you have Running, N-I-N-G. You have additional letters, additional meaning. Isn't it? So, remember this one rule. Can you remember this one rule? When you have lots of extra letters, along with the root letters, what does it mean? More meaning. Okay? More meaning. So, nasta'een is actually from the root letters, ayn, Wow, noon. You're like, wait a minute, there's no wow here. Do you see wow here? Do you see wow in the word? You don't see it. So where did it go? Well, it changed into a ya. Because there's three letters, wow, ya, and alif. It's like a, e, u. Alright? Wow, ya, and alif. They kind of... Uh, Switch around. 
they're best friends. Okay? And they help each other out. So when one cannot make it, the other says, don't worry, I got your back. I'll come in your place. Okay? So sometimes this will happen that wow will be replaced by a yeah in the word. Okay? So the root letters are ain, wow, noon. Now aun, what does aun mean? Aun means help. Extra letters, the noon and the seen and the ta and the yeah, all the extra letters. Remember what I told you? It's more juicy stuff, right? It's more meaning. Now nasta'een means to ask for help. Do you see something amazing here? In English we say, nasta'een, we ask for help. How many words? Four. In Arabic, how many words do you have? One. Nasta'een. One word. It's a whole sentence. Isn't that amazing? This is how rich and deep the Arabic language is. Allah chose this language for a reason. And this is why it's important for us to understand the Qur'an in Arabic. Anyway, we ask for help. When do you ask for help? Okay, when you're in trouble and? Sometimes you ask for help because you can't do it yourself. When you're lost, when you cannot do the work that you're supposed to do yourself. You cannot figure it out. So you ask somebody to help you. Ask your teacher, you ask your group in charge, inshallah. You ask your mom, you ask your dad, whoever. You ask them for help. Now here we learn, إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Oh Allah, you alone we ask for help. Meaning in our lives, this is what we should be doing. Worshipping Allah alone. Not any person, not any idol, not any spirit. Who? Allah alone. And when we seek help, we seek help from who? Allah alone. That, oh Allah, you help me. Now does this mean we cannot ask people for help? Can we? But here we are told, You alone we ask for help. The thing is, we ask people for the help that they can actually give. So for example, you can ask your friend when you're sick, can you bring me medication? I can't go myself. Can you help me over here? Can you bring me the medication from the pharmacy? Right? But you cannot ask your friend, can you make me better? You understand? You cannot do that. You can ask only who to make you better? Allah. And even when you ask your friend, can you bring the medication? You should ask her knowing that she can only bring it if Allah helps her. If Allah allows that. If Allah enables that. So, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Now we make a dua. We say, إِهْدِنَا Guide us. Oh Allah, guide us. To where? الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ The straight path. What is إِهْدِنَا? Guide us. Can you think of a word in Arabic? Huda, Al-Huda, right? Hidayah. What does that mean? Guidance. Now, Ihdina, Ihdi. Root letters. Hmm. What are the root letters? Ha, Dal, Ya. But do you see the Ya? Do you see it? No, you don't see it. So remember, wow, alif, ya. What are these letters? They're little. 
unique. Alright? So sometimes what happens is they cover for each other. And sometimes what happens is that they just don't come. And you know what? It's okay. No big deal. Okay? So sometimes they just don't show up in a word. Now, hidayah. What does hidayah mean? Hidayah means two things. Or rather, there's two types of hidayah. One type of guidance is instruction. Instruction. So for example, you get a new gadget, and um, if you want to work it properly, if you want to set it up properly, what do you have to do? At least look at the instructions. Isn't it? And if you're like, no, I'm too cool to even look at the instructions, why should I waste my time? What can happen? You might mess it up. Right? So the first type of hidayah is instruction. When somebody tells you what you're supposed to do in order to get somewhere. Directions. The second type of hidayah is ability. To give someone the ability to follow the instructions. So when we say, Oh Allah, guide me. What does that mean? We're saying, Oh Allah, show me, tell me, teach me what I am supposed to do. So we're asking Allah, first of all, for knowledge. When we say, Eh, Dina, what are we saying? What are we asking for? Knowledge. So that we know what to do. Secondly, we're asking Allah for the ability that, Oh Allah, whatever I'm learning, whatever knowledge is out there, whatever and I'm gaining, I'm actually able to use it and benefit from it. You know, for example, if you're driving and if you put the address and you get the directions, right? It tells you, okay, it's going to take you these many minutes to get to your destination. You got to take this highway, that exit, that main road, and okay. It tells you the directions. But sometimes what happens is that, like it happened with me once, I was driving and the phone fell. Phone fell in the car. Now, I know I'm supposed to follow the instructions, I saw them, but I cannot see them anymore. I have them on my phone, the phone is in my car, but I do not have it in front of me, so I cannot follow them. I was lost. I have to finally stop on the side, get my phone out, and then continue. Knowledge alone is not enough. Are you here to gain knowledge of Surah Al-Baqarah? Yeah? Of the Qur'an? Yeah? Inshallah. But is that enough? No. We need knowledge and the ability to follow that knowledge. So we say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ mustaqim. Oh Allah, guide us to the straight path. Al-Sirat means path and Al-Mustaqim is the one that is straight. Sirat what do you think the root letters are? Sad, Ra, Ta. Sirat means path, and Mustaqim means straight. Mustaqim is from the root letters Qaf, Waw, Meem. Straight as in that which will certainly lead you to your destination. It doesn't mean straight as in like a straight line. Straight as in correct, upright. It will take you to your destination. So, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ O Allah, guide us towards that knowledge 
give us that knowledge that will help us reach our destination. And give us the ability to follow that knowledge so that we can get to our destination. اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ The question is, where do we want to get at? What's our destination? What's our destination? That time when I was driving, my destination was supposed to be somewhere in Milton. Alright? But here we're asking for something much bigger than that. What is our destination? Allah's approval. This is why in the next verse, what do we say? صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ The straight path is which one? The path of those that الَّذِينَ of those who أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ that you bestowed favor on them. You did in'am upon them. What does in'am mean? To show favor, to give someone a ni'mah, a blessing. Noon ain meem. When do you give a gift to someone or a favor to them? When you're happy with them. Alladina an'amta alayhim, those that Allah is pleased with. Oh Allah, show us that same path, that same way, at the end of which is your approval. That path, that way, that the prophets were upon, the righteous were upon. غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ Not the path of those who were maghdub alayhim, وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ Nor of those who were الضَّالِّينَ So you see, we're asking Allah to keep us on the path of who? On the path of who? Those that He is pleased with. الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Not of who? Not of who? الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ And nor... Now the question is, who are maghdub alayhim? There's three types of people mentioned in this verse, right? First is, الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Second is, الْمَغْضُوبْ عَلَيْهِمْ And the third is, الْضَالِّينَ Let's look at the first category. الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Who are they? It's written in your notes. Do you see it? Those gifted with guidance are who? الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ Prophets وَالصِّدِّقِينَ Truthful وَالشُّهَدَاءَ Witnesses الصَّالِحِينَ And the righteous Second group is of who? المغضوب عَلَيْهِمْ مغضوب is the one who is the object of anger meaning you're angry with them مغضوب is from غضب غين you know what ghadab means? I think everybody knows what ghadab means, right? Do we know what ghadab means? Anger. Do you know what anger means? Frustration. When you're angry at someone, you're frustrated with them. You're fed up with them. Why? Have you ever gotten upset with someone? All the time. You should say, A'udhu Billah. Anyway, can you tell me why or when you get angry? So if, for example, your younger brother touches something of yours without your permission, well, what if they didn't know they needed your permission? Would you still be angry at them? Yes. 
But what if you told them like a thousand times, do not touch, and still they come and touch it. Will you be angry? Did somebody say no? Yeah, you would be. Ghadab is such anger that you have on someone. Why? Because they know they're not supposed to do something, but they still do it. You told them, you warned them, yet they don't care about what you told them. Maghdub alayhim are who? People who have knowledge, but they still disobey Allah. You understand? Maghdub alayhim are who? People who have knowledge, they know, okay, I'm supposed to pray five times a day, okay, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to lie. But they do it anyway. Then Allah is angry with them. Adalin is the plural of dal. And who is Adal? The one who is lost. Adal is from the root letters dal, lam, lam. And you remember the story of those two siblings? They were supposed to get out of their house. I can't even remember the story fully, but when they were leaving, they threw bread, Hansel and Gretel. What happened? They thought, okay, I threw pieces of bread, I'll find my way home. But what happened? The pieces of bread were eaten up. So the traces were lost. They were gone. They were wiped off. When the traces were gone, those two were lost. This is balal. That when a person doesn't know what they're supposed to do, they have no idea. And that is also a problem. Like for example, if you're driving, you have a license, and you break the rule, and the police officer finds you doing that, and they pull you over, and they say, why did you do that? And you say, I didn't know I couldn't do it. I didn't know I couldn't go through a red light. Can you make that excuse? No, you can't. You cannot. Because I didn't know is not an excuse. Because you're supposed to know. If you're driving, you want to drive, you have to know. So if we're living in this life, Allah made us, we're living in this universe that Allah created, we got to know the rules. And if we don't, that's a problem. So, صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ What do we say after that? Ameen. Because this is a dua. This surah, it's a prayer. And you see the hadith in your notes, the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, that when the reciter, meaning the imam, he says, غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ And the person behind him says, Ameen. And at the same time, the angels say, Ameen. Then the person who said, Ameen, then all his previous sins will be, will be forgiven. Every time that you pray and you hear the Imam reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, and when the Imam reaches Abdalin and you say Ameen, then, then your sins will be forgiven. But if you don't say Ameen at that time, then what? غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ Ameen. Okay, let's listen to the recitation of this surah. Again. And then we will do something.
when you get to review your notes okay make sure you've got everything right if you've missed anything you can fix that inshallah do we have a gift basket here and now everybody will raise their hand okay okay give two names of suratul fatiha ummul quran and ummul kitab barakallahu feekum mashallah okay what are the root letters of alhamd Ha, Meem, and Dal. Ha, Meem, Dal. Very good. What are the three meanings of Rabb? Creator, owner, sustainer. What are the two things we are asking for when we pray for guidance? What are the two things we are asking for when we're praying for guidance? When we say, إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Very good, mashallah. We're asking Allah for knowledge, the instructions as to what we should do, and secondly, the ability also. Okay, what are the root letters of an'amta? Noon, ayn, meem. Very good. Next one. What are some names and attributes of Allah that we read in Surah Al-Fatiha? Ar-Rahman, very good. Another name? Ar-Rahim, very good. One more name. Okay, Maliki Yawmiddin, Malik. One more name. Rabbil Alameen, Rabb, very good. One more name. One more. It's in the first ayah. Allah, excellent. MashaAllah. Very good. What is the singular form of Abdalleen? I didn't tell you that. Or did I? Okay, if I didn't, I told you a rule earlier. The S one. You remember? Abdal. Okay? So now you can write it. The singular form is Abdal. Because see the Yanun at the end, what does it mean? What's it for? It's the sign of plural. So if you remove that, you have the singular left. Abdalin. Alright. Now, I have some homework for you quickly before you leave. Which is, you see on the next page, if you turn your page over, You have a whole nice page of reflections. It's, this is your homework page, okay? So on this page, you have to write down this question. Write two things you are grateful for today. Make note of this question. Write down this question so that you can do the homework before your next class. Write down two things you are grateful for today. You see at the bottom of the page, Lesson tracker, recitation tracker, and 
listening tracker. So what you have to do is, you have to review your word-to-word translation. You know how we did it in class? I said the Arabic, you said the English. Right? So you have to do that how many times? How many squares are there? Seven. Right? So you have to do it seven times inshallah. You're like, oh my God, how can I do it? If you do it once every day, inshallah, you'll be able to do it. Okay? Next week, I'm going to ask you, who did it seven times? The second thing is, you have to do your recitation also. Your teacher gave you the homework. And also you have to listen, inshallah. And when you're reciting Surah Al-Fatiha in your salah, how are you going to recite it? How are you going to recite it? Reflect on it. Alright? Inshallah, we'll conclude here. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.